dry January. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Just do it. Don't tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I uh... offer you a drink, just say no thanks. <laughs> don't tell me about your life. I'm serious. That's not my burden. I don't care. That's not my crust to bear. I don't care. I mean, maybe if you're really a close friend, we can talk about it. But... That's actually something I think I think a lot of as you know, a lot of alcoholics like myself could could appreciate is that it's you know, tends to be the opposite where people push and they're like, why? No, why can't just That's one true. Wow, why why aren't you drink why you know? Yeah. Whereas you're just like, okay. Yeah. This is <laughs> No problem. That's actually ideal. I have and no, no one's gonna bug you about if it. Someone like, says no to a drink. I have zero follow-ups. Well also too, I'm at that point <laughs> like now where I'm like, not to be too presumptuous or negative, a lot of people that say they don't want to drink, I'm like, yeah, it's either there's good reasons. It's, there's pro- there, I'm sure there's a reason. Maybe <laughs> yeah. a his- maybe a history. At like, this point, a lot of us are well, around it, our age. We're getting more and more. I mean, at best, you're sober. talking about like kind of fucking up somebody's yeah morning at work. Mm-hmm. At best, mm-hmm. and at worst, it's relapse. <laughs> like, right? You know, like let's be careful with how we. I understand just abstaining for a bit because it's like I just I need to it's heal. Fine. Like it's totally. But don't fine. virtue signal your dryness to us, okay? With your dry January. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, Chelsea. Oh, hey, Victoria. Do you know what I need? What? A breath of fresh movie. Oh man, me too. Welcome to Breath of the Fresh movie. <laughs> Welcome to the Breath of the Fresh movie. I guess, I guess we already did th- Oh, wait, no. Yeah. We did it, but you know what? Well, so nice they did it twice. For safety. Yeah. You know? This is a weekly music. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> wow. Um, this we is, can sing. It's a weekly movie podcast. All right. Uh, yeah. Where oh, me, yeah. Victoria Harley. Me, uh, Chelsea Pope. <laughs> I don't know why I was literally about to just say, and me, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watch a movie that neither one of us has ever seen before, and then we talk about it. Yes. And so that, that with spoilers, ahoy, yeah. because we, we kind of. We won't we'll, talk about we'll it. Talk about, yeah, we won't talk about everything. We're going to say it together. All right. But we we'll will talk, talk about, about anything. anything. We talk about movies behind their back. It's true. Yeah. Spoilers Ahoy. I want a shirt that says which... Spoilers Ahoy. Spoilers on Ahoy. A short, on a shirt, but like the Chips Ahoy Ooh. logo. But it's a Spoilers Ahoy. Okay, I'm going to write that down. And that's like, oh, we should have that and be like a sticker or something. Literally just the Chips Ahoy thing, but Spoilers Ahoy. I mean, Scotty yeah. would do it. Probably, you, you know, you just find the font and then you erase the thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me, uh, George Sanders impression contest. If you are listening now, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Door closed. You should have gotten in you on lose. it. And, um, we'll Good fi- day, sir. But, and we will be playing those soon. Classic so, George Sanders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Classic George Sanders. <laughs> so now pour yourself a whiskey. <laughs> today's movie, or today's episode. I never know if I should say today's episode or today's movie. I always get hung up on that. I like, there's something, it, it is today's episode, I think is probably more today's correct. Episode. But I like that today's movie feels very like we're introing like Turner classic movies. I know. Or like din- I, dinner in a movie. Speaking. Someone posted about that recently. Oh my. Dinner in a movie. Yes. They posted like a, just, a poster of it. I was just talking to Mike oh, about shit. that. I saw that very post. And oh my god, I hated them so much. Really? I oh, really the, the people specifically. I hated. I love. I always love that conceit. The same with Joe Bob and stuff, where they watch it with you, and then in between are like checking I, in. I wouldn't mind, except it just felt like 
it makes the movie longer and the stuff they were doing wasn't funny to me. Yeah, like, their bits could have been better I was scripted like, just, or, or they just maybe had there, better improvised. many of them. Like, yeah. Elvira would do those kinds of intros. Elvira, but it was, yeah, But it was too, like, a really bad movie. So you're kind of fine with, like... There's a, yeah, as Joe Bob, similarly, it's usually very bad yeah, horror movie. Right, yeah, yeah. so there is there is that angle. But, like, but dinner in a movie, it'd be like, a vastly funnier product is being interrupted by the this inferior product. Yeah, they'd be like, now we're making popcorn with M&M's And it had it. that like MTV camera work and yeah, lighting. Yeah, exactly. It, was they just... were try- it, felt, it felt very like they were kind of trying to get that sort of almost G4, like attack of the show vibe. It was like, yeah. well, so, like yeah. initially about video games, but also now we're doing a bunch of bits. We're, yeah. we're eating hot dogs I from mean, the ceiling. I mean, that said, I would totally be interested in hosting dinner in a movie as the <laughs> reboot. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm saying, uh, I think there's a, a world where it yeah. works. Or it, like there, there is, and I gotta say, also in researching when we t- did Lord, I decided uh, to you know like the secret, put it out there, and make yeah. a life goal that I want to host a segment on Turner Classic Movies. That's the, that when it's a today's movie, I want movie. to do that. So I'm just preparing people. I'm preparing us. Who would be more qualified? A lot of people actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not you? No, because I was why watching. You? I was watching this one that it was the intro for Lord, and yeah. and I was like, oh my god, this guy is so boring, you know. And and he was, and the set was very just on yeah. the nose because he was like the noir host. And I'm not trashing him because the guy knows his shit. Like right. when I looked him up, I'm like, oh, that's why he's the host. Yeah, he really deserves but it. But just because you're like you're scholarly and you know your shit, there's that act, like there, there's sh- another muscle to have the charisma. And exactly. Engagement. It's like where's the showmanship? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like whatever happened to showmanship before just the uh, Turner could, Classic movie? I'm just saying it goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a, so something. Anyway, we've drifted. So. <laughs> just like the movie. Just like the movie. Just like the movie. Uh, just like today's movie. Thematically relevant. Today's you know? movie is the 1994 Wong Kar Wai film Chungking Express, a genre blending mood piece. That's the nicest thing I can say about it. <laughs> um, at the risk of getting my cinephile membership card revoked, um, I was not a fan of this one. I yeah. just want to say at the top. That's okay. I respect Didn't your... Love. Did not love. No, I res- look. I outed myself as finding Space Odyssey mid. You know what I'm saying? You're not. Fair. You know they, they're they're gonna, they're coming for both of us now. <laughs> yeah, they're coming for both That's of it. us. That's it. The moody men. There'll be a knock <laughs> at the door one night and yeah, be dragged into the street. Yeah, no, it's true. But but I mean, no, I think uh, in spite of how how much praise mm. it, it's had, I would say yes, this is something worth checking out. No, I don't think this is a thing you should worry about us spoiling because I, well, unless you, I mean, if you're somebody who's like that caught up in like vibes, romance, X, Y, Z, personally, I'd tell you to watch Eternal Sunshine or Her instead. But if mm-hmm. you already have seen that stuff and, and you you're, want- you mostly like both of those movies for vibes, mm, this then I would that, yeah. let yourself discover the vibes in this, I guess, fresh before, yeah, before someone, else, before you listen to two cynical people sort of like. I think that's fair not not fully vibe with it themselves no, that, that's you know was that are, really articulated no like no i think um it's an apt comparison to eternal sunshine thematically you yeah. know like i mean i love i love that moody like romance crush chasing like i love I mean, amelie i love that yeah shit. i mean this like is, the <laughs> the most interesting thing about the first story to me was this whole uh expiration idea 
mm-hmm. and that the, the pineapples that he's buying, he only wants a certain expiration date. And it's this day in his mind that he's decided the relationship's officially over. That right. she left a month, a full month has gone by. Yeah, this so. is the first this is the first half, which is like story the first a. story. Story A. So story it's, a. It's, it's sort of almost it's an like action. an anthology it's type also, of movie. Yeah, and the, like the first story is almost like an action movie because we have this woman yeah. running around like who's a, a drug runner. Yeah, and like she's got on this wig and these sunglasses. It has and, that noir type thing? I think I yeah. was intrigued, right? And I that, was dra- too. Draws draws you in quickly with the the camera work, with the blurry and the just but the mm-hmm. and the palette. The music is vibey and jazzy. You see this woman in the trench coat with the red lips and the blonde wig, and it's you're a like, look. "What's she doing?" I mean, this woman is mysterious lock? as fuck. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh just, shit!" So I'm thinking, "Oh, this is we're maybe slowly building into something." But then yeah. that story. That is a good look. Like I don't even yeah. want to say like good Halloween costume idea. I just want to say no. Just just do that look. It's like just a cool, she had she had like she a little bit of like Saint Vincent. What she's doing right now. Like, I love I love that. There's something that's very like it has seventies. Um, yeah, noir drag. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And apparently, I want that wig. Apparently, that was also very functional to the filming because a lot of this was yeah. filmed basically stolen shots. So yeah. um, for her to be able to quickly just put on a wig. And sunglasses meant they didn't have to worry about hair and makeup. Yeah. And I'm like, that's genius. No, it's smart. Good um, for her. Good for her. So this is a, a story that has two stories. Um, two police officers who frequent the same takeout stand. They both nurse heartbreak over lost relationships. That's like the the best summation I could I could muster or find. Um, you know. Yeah. Then you start, you, like, once you start getting any deeper into it and you're just basically you're just trying to describe the dots on a Monet painting at yeah, that point. Yeah, it's very true. The, yeah, and with this with this movie, it's a very impressionistic type of movie, not just visually, but just even in storytelling, it's more about it's more about the the vibes than any sort of like uh plot. L- yeah, it's, it, I mean there's some, there's loose plot, but it's not well, really Well, plot in the sense of it's life. It's yeah. like life moving forward. Um yeah. and I that's not like when I say like oh it's lacking plot. That's not like a punchline, you know? I mean Wong Kar Wai is known for creating these moody, atmospheric pieces. You know, he often comes without like a finished script and it's a lot of takes and it can be very exhausting for the actors. Yeah, let's play jazz. It's exhausting, but the results he gets are great. I think this, there's a reason this movie has captivated so many people. I like totally if, if get you, it. If you, if you marinate in the... No, because I'm on. I'm kind of on the same page as you where I'm like... I, there's that push pull of me appreciating the work for what it is. There's a lot of cool But it's details. just not my not quite yeah. not quite my tempo. Yeah, well, <laughs> part of the whole point of why we do this show is exploration and, you know, to go into something without a preconceived notion. Yeah. To try to just try it with an open heart. You and know? that is all all the um, more reason if you haven't seen it, I Yeah, do that. You know, don't let us rain on your parade. No, 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 no. Because there is a lot to love. There's a reason so many people oh, love it. Oh, and I think if I saw this when I was in high school, I would think it was like the coolest, coolest most romantic shit. Thing. I would want a pixie haircut. Yeah. As I like <laughs> mat my hair down. I need a haircut so bad. Dude, um, I feel you. It has like a lot of vibes and it has action and it, but it's very. I don't know. Janet Maslin. I I I didn't read her full review, but I know that one of the phrases that she used in her critique was like it was very MTV like. 
Yes, yes. It's very MTV colorful style. It feels it's a long music video. Yes. Yeah. That's what it feels it's like. It's a long, yeah, moody nineties music video. Yeah, it's two very long <laughs> California Dreaming. And which, yes, oh my gosh. And then I already the don't like that song. Dream by the cranberries. But it's Which the, I don't like the cranberries, and so thankfully it was a cover. It, and it you know who did the cover? I Fei Wong. Yeah, rereading yeah. the wiki <laughs> earlier. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kinda nice. Yeah. The Cantonese version of Dreams. Um yeah, I don't like California Dreamin'. That's like that song is of, so of all the Mamas and the Papas songs. Just let that one go. It's such a droning song. <sighs> but I, that's a, if you and if if you like that song, you will love this movie. I'll yes. say that. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah, movie yeah. again, it's a specific flavor thing where that song also is just like kind of a grating. Uh, you know, it's very sort of like a and she's cranking thing. it. She is crank, and, and it's playing got it that, so many and it's times. got that flute solo in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like you know. I know, like why and, and this that I think it's fitting that that song is so heavily utilized because I think similarly, yeah, the song that a lot of people love. You know, because for its for its mood and yeah, and hope, the, the the jazziness of it, and I'm like, well, it's just not my not my just, taste. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice, and I. I have not to get hung up on it. What was the licensing deal? Yeah. Did you pay for it once or did you have to pay for it every time? Or I think I wonder if it's because it is it, it whatever the fee was, they're like, well, we gotta get we gotta well, get, get our money's worth. Get our yeah. fucking money's worth. And then the cover too. I'm wondering, I'm like, oh, I we just know. we just don't want to pay for the cranberry. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. it was like, well, we'll just cast the woman who sings it. Yeah. They're 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 yeah. They're, um I the did, cranberries, they're really trying to they're really trying to, to dry us out here. So. I know. I mean, well, some people have one person at least had claimed that this movie introduced dream pop to Hong Kong. So that's kind of, you know, interesting. Yeah. That, like maybe it's it's more of a road out of something than a road into something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I thought there was one shot near the beginning that I really loved, which was just he really hones in on the jukebox discs as they're turning. And it's like that prism of light, you know, and it's all rainbowy. I don't yeah. know. There's just something about the holding there that... I know it speaks to like a love of music, but then also just the the first time I ever saw a CD as a kid, I remember being like so the aesthetic of it, yeah, like it's kind oh of my god, rainbowy, it, it and it was reflective. I could yeah. see myself, yeah, and the reflect that the light of yeah, it's, it was it's, so wild, yeah. Like, and I just there was something about the pleasure of the the materials. It's interesting. I've not heard, I've, you know, you hear people talk about that with vinyl or, you know, I've heard even with like a VHS tape, there's something with the texture of it, mm -hmm. you know? Well, there's no texture to a CD. But I'm no, not but, gonna... but, it's, but it's interesting to hear you talking about like it's the just, material I, of it it's just and that how I grew like, up. transfixing it is. Yeah. I mean, that. visually, I mean, in fact, like, right. Don't you see them now? Like old AOL installation discs. Right. They, they're used to scare off birds because you can yeah. like hang them and they reflect light and they spin around. Like, I, bet, I bet that'd be a beautiful there, uh, there are like trees loaded with these things, like intentionally. I've seen that's it. That's funny. Yeah. That it, it's is... they're just ornaments now. Yeah, um, I, I would say. Speaking of aesthetics, this yes, movie is is, is is all that and vibes and um, essentially this whole movie. Every single you could pause it at any point, and that screenshot would be a, like a viral Tumblr post. Yeah, you know, every single moment when he's talking in the napkin, when he's eating the pineapple, oh, when the, the or you eat the different guys, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the Garfield, the thing. Garfield, um, any gif of the girl dancing or pouring the fish or whatever. It's like this damn. whole thing is just mood and vibes. It is a lot of mood and vibes. It's a bunch of gifs and, and or, screenshots. I also felt like it was like an ad for Coca Cola. 
Yeah, really? <laughs> there was so much, like, oh, because they're at the takeout. Coke. Like, he's constantly drinking out of, like, those. And it made me actually kind of miss those branded Well, they Coke had to cups. pay for the mamas and the papas. <laughs> I know, they got the brand. They had to well, that in Del Monte for all those yeah, pineapples. Yeah. I was like, all right, so we got two pretty strong product placements here. It's true. No disrespect. Um, again, that theme of expiration I thought was interesting. Um, also, yeah. when I'm just tossing out things that Please stood out do, to me. Yeah. Um, in the first story, at one point, he, you know, he realizes like, oh, she's not coming back. And he starts calling up old classmates yeah, from a payphone. And it's just, it's just so funny because it's like that exact behavior still exists now. Yeah. It's just Facebook or what, you know, whatever people yeah. are using. It's so funny to think that the, the same intention was always there, though. It's yeah. like, it's just pe- people will do whatever on a hunch if you're drunk enough and you yeah. know I don't know there was something really sad about that and yeah. that and she just hangs up on him I think right like, yeah like what the hell um, but that is that is still a thing we do it is we got yeah. the, the sliding into DMs oh it reminded me a little bit of that hey um, sorry I blocked you yeah do like, you miss me <laughs> god I mean I'm thinking about the um, that Nathan for you what was it the, the searching for Francis which one is um, that one? That's when that was like the very last episode of Nathan for You that was like an hour and a half long where he and the old man who was the Bill Gates oh, impersonator yeah. go looking for the love of his life. Oh yes. Oh of course yes I do remember. Yeah, oh it that's, is very that this emotional. reminds me slightly of that in a way like or this behavior yes. you know that people come out of the woodwork at different times when they're in their crises yeah. you know and it's just be suspicious of people who you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm yeah. saying. I'm very distrusting. You never know. I also thought the first cop, like when he then meets this this woman that we've referred to with the wig and the sunglasses and yes. the trench and who's got massively more complex problems than this guy can even imagine for her. Right. He's just like, oh, you look sad. Mm-hmm. Are you heartbroken? <laughs> the irony. Yeah. He's like, he's so what he's dealing with versus her just she's running and shooting she's like and, no i have to kill someone yeah. later. <laughs> like can yeah. i just sit here and have a drink i like, was confused i thought she was may at first because you don't see them interact for a while so i'm wondering yeah. if he's thinking about may and then we're watching maybe through his mind's eye how ah. he had how, how he's perceiving time passing for her he's um imagining the justification for why she hasn't reached out since yes. dumping him like oh well yes. actually it's because i'm being chased by the government and i'm i'm yes. drugs and this and that like i could yeah, see yeah. that being uh-huh. him just imagining like filling in the blanks that's so but that's not what it was no. and i was kind of i was actually honestly a little disappointed when i was wrong i was like my story's better <laughs> my story my star better yeah i understand what you're saying no. i did think she, that scene though in the bar where they're together she was just so good at saying no yeah <laughs> what a good lesson in just saying no to people right yeah. Um, I noticed too that uh, she had Manola Balonics. Like, you oh no, she was you saw yeah. like a little label action at one point. Like, yeah. you see the shoes kicked off, and I was just like, I'm not a label whore, but I just I know. No, that's but a- you know, we we we've all watched Sex, Sex in, in the, the City. city. <laughs> not my Manola Balonics when she's getting mugged. She's like, no. Also, please. like the <laughs> I've spent a hundred thousand dollars on shoes. Yeah, so you know where to live. It's, it's, well, it's only forty. Forty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I yeah. Have, yeah, I will literally be the old woman who lived in her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a good line. Be the old that was a good line. It's so good. Um, the s- second story. I think we, yeah, yeah, I think we covered the, oh, I will say oh, with the yes. first one thematically, a thing I liked was just, the, the May never comes back. No. We never see May. We never meet we her. We never meet her. She's not the lady in the wig. He's... All this with the pineapple, May 1st, his his birthday is also May, May 1st, 
and like the the pineapples expire. I feel like it's it, it reminded me of that desperate feeling of when I've been dumped or rejected, and I'm. I haven't heard from a guy or that whatever. And I'm thinking like, I'm suddenly looking up our Zodiac compatibility. I'm suddenly mm-hmm. trying to draw these parallels and like, oh, if Mar- the retrograde's coming, maybe he'll text or so just crazy God. shit like that, that the- you start, you're trying to find these connections and parallels that are actually meaningless, but you infuse them with that poetic meaning. Oh, He's yeah. eating fucking canned pineapple and it's making him sick because he, he, he ate nothing but canned pineapple. Yeah, he's literally, he's making himself sick from this. Yeah, yeah like this purposeful like um projected poetry yeah you know um, yeah no he yeah. created this very specific kind of spell for himself i actually almost. did really I, that is something i can in hindsight appreciate but yeah. it's, it doesn't and again it's not I, I wasn't like you know jumping out of my seat with this movie but yeah. i do i, I do hard, like that kind of stuff i had a hard time st- Dang in my seat for this one. Yeah. Right? And I kept getting distracted. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I also, by the way, I'm not ashamed to admit this. Please I thought this movie happened on a train. Because it was. Oh, yeah. No, no. You're, you're right. I, thought, I swear to God, I thought it was I a kept train too. waiting. Or that they were at a train on. station. I know. Or something. I thought, I was like, okay, when are we getting on the train? <laughs> and then we switched what? stories, and I'm like, I guess we're never getting on a I train. Guess, yeah, I guess maybe Chunking Express is like, we're it's, supposed to, the visual experience I, is I, we're on a train. I actually have an explanation oh, for okay. it. Oh, okay, okay, cool. It's not very great. I would like I to mean, hear it. All it is is just, okay, so this was filmed in a place called the Chunking Mansions, which gotcha. we'll talk about a little more, because it is an interesting location. And then the restaurant, that, or the takeout place, is called the Midnight Express. Gotcha. So he just smashed... Express and Chunking. I mean, it makes the title distinct because Midnight yeah. Express or just Chunking would have neither yeah. of those would have. Well, really and then it's funny that the rest- peanut butter and jelly that the restaurants called the Midnight Express because isn't the Midnight Express also like a a really horrific movie about like the yeah look at Midnight and Express Midnight Express get Let's on see. that because I need just because I could be way off but I'm pretty sure there's a dark ass movie called that so I think it's funny that there's a takeout place in this movie I'm sure it's not named for that. It is a 1978 prison drama film directed by Alan Parker. Uh, okay, let's see. Film centers on Hayes, a young American student sent to a Turkish prison. A Turkish prison. Pers- 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 for trying to smuggle hashish out of the country. Um, okay. I wonder if that's like supposed to be some sort of thematic Easter egg in the name of that place. Or if that's literally just the name of that eatery. I think that it's eatery. just like. Like in real life or something. I think it's just. I mean, like that's the thing. So the Chunking Mansions and this district and this area. So this all happened like in the central business district of Hong Kong. And then there's this district called the Lan Kwai Fang, which is a small squared streets, um, which used to be kind of just like a little marketplace. In the 80s, it was revitalized and is, you know, dining, drinking, dancing, clubbing, that kind of thing. And also a lot of expats hang out there. So that's why we see that, you know, we see people speaking English, like we see a lot of different types of people. And in that first story, you know, he's trying all those different languages with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chunking Mansions, I guess, was supposed to be uh, a large residential uh, building, but it kind of became this mixed use place with lots of hostels and markets. So it's this labyrinth like setting. And it's really wild. And in fact, the DP had to like, he moved in a it's month really, ahead of shooting. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, to, he must have had to have gotten to familiar with the out. space because there are these like kind of tracking shots and like when he's trying to find the girl mm-hmm. in his apartment or in the apartment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it tracks out to the window after he leaves and mm-hmm. then you see him on the street. And then there's like, and also too, just the way that 
the texture of that. Like we're in a little apartment, but there's like it feels like there's just mm-hmm. some expressway like right in the middle there. Yeah. It's like this this sort of It's an odd It's interesting. Yeah. I kind of romanticized that a little bit. There's I a, hear there's you. like a part of me that would love to have kind of a textured space well, like that to live I, in. Yeah, I mean, I think being in America where the emphasis is often so much on space, right? That right. like uh unless you live in you know, New York, then, I mean, there's still emphasis on space, but you're paying a much higher price for it. But um, one of the things that is so cool, I think, about older cities, particularly ones in Asia, are those districts that are just pedestrian only. And it's it's a large area. I really like that. I think, you know, and it's part, and it serves the story. It's about the proximity, the physical and emotional proximity and Mm -hmm. space. Distance is in space. Yeah. Yeah, So it's symbolic. And it makes me think, is is Midnight Express like a secret symbol? Is it an Easter egg? Maybe. Well, stuff like that. One of the things that I guess that place, there's a lot of takeout places like that, I guess, in that area. And open very late it was, it's just a midnight express it's a just lot a of quick food yeah, at night, late like, at night and people fairly respectable people like men in business suits and stuff would sometimes late at night come down there because it's like it's a place to get something to eat yeah. you know so it really is this interesting marketplace slash it gives travel. a little bit of like blade runner but less dystopian vibes yeah. because of that that you know it has that definitely you could get that yeah. that vibe of of just getting some ramen late at night oh, and wa- like people dude. watching immediately like, I mean, right on the street. I mean, I'm spoiled because the, the problem is the first Wong Kar Wai film I ever saw was In the Mood for Love, yeah. which is, I mean, most people regard it as his best. I mean, sure, that's debatable, but it's unfair. You know, I mean, I should have started. <laughs> well, it's you know, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, because it is his been. most, well, it's his most iconic. It's the one that, you know, and sure, it, it yeah. but it also does things that like, I kind of went into Chungking Express kind of hoping, hoping would would also be the case. But yeah. this very much feels more like just shorter antholo- yeah. anthology anecdote yeah. things as opposed to In the Mood for Love. It's just these two people and we spend the whole movie mm. like really close yeah and the moodiness of that and the music and the way they use slow motion felt very um like almost spacious and almost i mean the way it like worked with the symphony under it yeah. you know it was so um you felt be- like you were being carried through the movie yes this is like you feel like you're kind of being jostled by the movie yeah you're in like a you're in a fast current yeah with, with it is Chung a, King, yeah and you're kind of like wait i don't know if i caught that thing like yeah express is a good word for to be in the title yeah you know this was shot in six weeks um, well they're yeah pretty, they were probably all feeling that madcap yeah pretty uh pretty much no permits they're basically just stealing all these shots he was filming Wong Kar Wai was filming this uh he was on a two-month break from editing like another movie and this was kind of like that little pickup project that you do that turns out to be like as good or just or fun and that's funny to like he's like on a two-month break oh we can squeeze in another movie I'd be like I'd be starting around I I know oh break time I would be sleeping late yeah Yeah. that's what I would do that's just enough time to make one of the greatest films of all time yeah um there's a couple other locations the um central mid-level escalators which i i guess mm-hmm. it's this massive well i mean we saw them, I, it, I love i love escalators like he, on screen yeah he, i love stairs and escalators well he does too yeah. because he was like i didn't know what i wanted to do there I just know i wanted it in the movie yeah um again yeah. that's kind of how he works it's very instinctual it the vibe the mood and and you know i gotta say sometimes i mean the challenge of sitting down and writing a screenplay sometimes it does feel like i feel like i have like a blindfold on you know yeah. like i'm the movie's visual like i can't <laughs> i can't do it here yeah. you know yeah. like i need pictures um anyway no i agree thank you jillin big star in hong kong she was definitely going to raise 
people's attention, you know, running around this place. Yeah. Interestingly, this looks like this was, this was one of her last movie or like, well, no, actually she did do, she has been doing other stuff since, but okay. this is towards the, the tail end of her yeah. film career. Yeah. Um, she got she, she, yeah. she seemed like um she had a kind of weariness about her i like it, that. I mean that in a good way i like all the choices it's just not like it's just not my favorite viewing same. experience and then we have the second story which we still haven't really gotten into which is the manic pixie dream girl moment like i yes this, this character oh yeah with Faye. yeah yeah Faye. it's a little bit she was a bit um I don't know. No, this is gonna sound messed up, Just but like it. you know, but like this is part. This is part of the joke of like people who make fun of Mana Pixie Dream Girls. You're like, and they make Arrested Development already did it. Like, is she special needs? Like, is this like right? right. You know, oh, she's so quirky, but like, is she literally? Is little, something wrong? A little touched because yeah. they're just some of the some of the things just felt um, that she was doing. It's like, well, it's a good thing he was into it because yeah. that's that's fucking freaky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a good thing he likes it. She's like going into his apartment. Yeah, and he's not there and rolling around in his stuff. She's and, and I guess and I had to read this after the fact because this wasn't clear to me that he was that she was trying to I thought she was just jealous that he had been with was with another lady. No, she was trying to get close she to was, him. She yeah, she was like apparently trying to help him in an Amelie-esque way. Yeah. But I'm like I don't know. I don't know. Amelie she was like, because she's a pre amelie being like, yeah. oh, I'm going to give him more fish. I'm going to hide that girl's flip-flops. I'm going to, yeah, I'm yeah. going to, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, there I were and there were all kinds of things going on there. Cleaning things up. Like, she yeah. replaced a bar of soap. And I was kind of like, dude, how do you not notice some of this shit? Like, you know. Yeah, like, well, I, I think he may, doesn't he make a comment about the soap? Maybe at one, he Because he's ta- he talks to his, he talks, talks to, to all everything. these inanimate objects. You wouldn't know a fucking thing about him if he didn't. Yeah, that's another. I was surprised that the first guy wasn't talking to the pineapple. Yeah. This guy's talking to, to everything. everything. He's talking to Garfield. He's talking yeah, to the, the then, soap bar. I think he says something about like, oh, did you get bigger? Or like yeah. the weight, the weight of it. Like, yeah. are you... I think are you done? You know, even the scene with <laughs> no. the the woman who leaves him, yeah, who's a stewardess. It's like even that scene. I'm just okay. So they're sort of rolling around in their underwear. It's hot out. Yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just was like not. I didn't fall for anybody in this, and I, you know, like Tony Lung's beautiful, but right, this character. I mean, it had this movie had it. It like. It hits you or it don't. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't Again. despair if it doesn't because no. there are other, there's uh-huh. well apparently a sequel to this and you also have, of course, In the Mood for Love. It's not, yeah. you know, well, and something will, cap, will yeah, and, capture you. Yeah, and there you. are many good Wong Kar Wai films and I still think this is one of them. I'm just, it for me, it, I'm not eh. not your not your flavor. It didn't water not my plants. Flavor. Yeah, it didn't water my plants. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It didn't water my biscuit. Uh, and one of the things we've talked about, you and me offline, was sort of the... Um, yeah, you know, it's like ah, uh, it's about two cops, you know. Yeah. Like oh, that I wanted to share. Did you I find the, out? I I wanted yeah. to share one of the Letterbox reviews. Oh it's yeah, very, yeah. It's just I mean, you know, Letterbox is just Twitter. Well, while you're looking that up, I do want to mention that part of the reason why the characters are cops. There's significance to this. Uh, no, not really. Uh, no, no significant. <laughs> no. Like the significant. Well, I mean, significance in terms of outside the movie. Um, it's much easier to get funding for a movie when you have a very simple and easy answer to the question, "What is the movie about?" Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, he can't say it's about you know this town. It's about Hong Kong. It's about. The, I like, almost think it so, would. It, it almost takes away and would have served better if they had just both had different random traits I because agree. the other 
women do. Like it's yeah, like, I agree. I don't know. They all can just There's, have. There would have been other things, but do, the only thing that good-looking men like I the know. only reason for them is cop. Cop. I know, but I guess it was a way to get more funding for the film. So, yeah. Well, then there you go. That's that's practical. That's what I'm saying. It that's was. A, it wasn't so much a like cops are so great as it was just we'll get more money if we just say it's a cop movie. Yeah. It just it's so it's like imagine trying to thinking you're gonna watch a cop movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I suppose technically you could call this that. Anyway, you said you had. Oh, a I was review. just gonna say a funny review that that worked uh, for me. This is uh, Yaz on Letterbox. They liked it and they this is four and a half stars, but they said bitches be like a cab. Then rate Chunking Express four point five stars, <laughs> which is what she rated it. <laughs> so true i liked that i just Good. thought that was funny no, i like that self because it's really not a cop movie it's not it's not no. it, they, they could have literally well, had any other career they wanted they, uh, they could have been admin they could have the, been they could have been i do think the first story there was a kind of nice irony about the fact oh the fact that he's a cop he's a and cop she's and a criminal she has no fucking idea yeah like, you know he's i think not a that's very, that's but, valid i think but maybe that could the be other achieved one. in another way like, the other one's funny to me because it's like he's a he's a cop but like he's just letting he's letting his place get broken it like he's not a very good cop neither of them are yeah i don't know, I don't know. he's just he's um, not neither of these guys are very good cops they're not they're not they're, no. not, they're not really doing their jobs no they're not um, get back to work where's all that police budget money going anyway <laughs> billions billions um, i do want to mention a couple of things and we, and we can get back to the no reviews. that's fine please keep going um okay these two stories thematically have these little differences and okay the first movie is like a cop crime drama and then the second one's like a weird sort of quirky rom-com yeah um the time frames are different the cop crime drama is very much in the present and it's taking place in a very short amount of time whereas like the rom-com the story actually begins before the movie starts yeah and then there's this other visual cue, which, you know, we talked about the, you mentioned like the, the way the, the visuals, the zooming, yeah. swirliness. I had to learn, like, I was like, okay, how are they doing that? What is this technique? Yeah. Uh, and it's step printing, which is basically, it's two things, step printing and undercranking. But step printing is when uh, you take like frame number one and you print it twice. Frame number two, print it twice. But then mm. you're also, those frames were recorded at a lower frame rate. So I mean, you, it was very, it's very visually appealing. Oh, yeah. But and then he does yeah. that for the two of them, but they're in the mess. Yeah. Whereas in the second one, we still see both those techniques, but both the characters are out of sync with it. Yeah. Like they're not on the same timeline. Yeah. Except they're on each other's timeline. So like there are these visual coded things going yeah. on. But I also think it's funny because literally there were two different DPs who did the two different parts. And although they're, so they're like two different like it's like two segments. different like, movies. I could see Chung King being like a mini series or a limited series, like anthology series, like an Irma Vep situation. Yeah, I, I could see it where it's like every episode has a, a different type type of focus, and it's all like I think you just got green. If they did, yeah. If they wanted, well, if they if they're gonna adapt something like Irma Vep, they can clearly do the same. Oh, come on, yeah. With this, I'm actually surprised this isn't something they, should, they considered like doing like, as a limited series, and then they can add more episodes. Take it over to Showtime. Be like, hey, listen, HBO's got listen, Irma Vep. It, you can have HBO sleep. Express. HBO be sleeping. They sleep in all. They're not, well, they're, they're not exactly uh, financially. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just everything's they, a mess right they, now. They, they said they they said they greenlit me as an HBO Max show. I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. I don't trust that. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I don't trust anything they sell you. But yeah, um, and this did have a limited North American release because basically Quentin Tarantino's friends with Wong Kar Wai was I want to make sure people see this. So that's this, cool. This, which is cool. That's cool. You know, other movies. 
would be nice to see too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this, I mean, you know, it's but they're whatever. friends. They're friends. That's his friend. They're friends. They're okay, friends. you have reviews. Oh, just that was one of my favorite ones right away, and then you know, love it. Uh, Iana five stars. Sometimes I feel like a can of expired pineapples. That was that was all they put. Yeah, not everybody liked it. There's I Carson Runkist, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm saying his name right. I really enjoy his YouTubes yeah. and whatnot, mm-hmm. and his his letterbox. He gave it three, and I feel like it's about where I'm. It's I feel like they're. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm projecting here, but it seems to <laughs> imply that like he appreciated it what it is. But it and he says I wanted to like it so badly, but I didn't care about anything that was happening. Yeah. Um. You are kind of just with a whiplash. Like you're getting jostled. Yeah. And then yeah, this this uh, Iana actually said. But hers is positive. The emotional whiplash I get from falling in love with every character in this film. You either you either like get in you're you're either in with the, the current or against the current the yeah. whole time. You and either I think, you either empathize immediately or you just can't at yeah, all. Yeah, like it's very Tumblr girl friendly. This movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is that's. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Like some people get captivated with this. Like this. Uh, mm-hmm. God, this girl, this person left how many reviews? This is the same person again. I keep finding these, like, the way Tony Leung looks at Fei Wong at the end makes me go fucking feral. I was like, I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, great. We won't be putting this on for you anytime soon. Yeah, so calm down. Um, Giant Garfield plush appeared like a celebrity in a Disney Channel show. Yeah. Uh, Four and a half stars from Clementine. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, Mm. wait. I wanted to do... Robert Horton from Film Comet Magazine, Mm -hmm. Splatter. What Chunking Express has are a couple of interesting situations which don't quite justify a feature-length movie. Yeah, Um, fair. Yeah, oh, I like this this positive one from Washington Post. Destin Thompson said, it's the cinematic equivalent of popcorn on a hot stove with jump cut shots, freeze frames, stirringly beautiful images, and boundless energy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is true. It's got an 88%. 93% 93% audience score. Wow. You know, it's a very, it's been very well wow. received. Wow, I think wow, I think wow. the main thing and I noticed from Because there's a gun in it. <laughs> well, yeah, well it's, it's uh looking at the clips they the 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 snippets they put in the Wikipedia reception, yeah. you know, cuz they always are like they'll they'll blur Roger Ebert and um you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, those main guys uh or you know, Peter Travers or whatever and mm-hmm. then that all um it's it's positively it's mostly positively received because yeah. the style the way it's shot is is so beautiful yeah. it's so distinct it's so interesting yeah um there's very beautiful like light it's such a mood yeah it's such a mood and if it, and as long as you can if you if you like that you'll love this yeah and if you're not into that you'll notice there are reviewers who are like that doesn't quite do it for me yeah yeah so some other movies that were yes. in competition at the time because it was out. Uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Oh, yeah. 1994. Yeah. It was a notorious Param- year. Paramount Pictures. Yeah. Um, from Warner Brothers, Natural Born Killers. Uh, Universal Time Cop. <laughs> Clear and Present Danger. Also from Paramount. Milk Money. Another Paramount. The Mask. New Line. Oh, it was a big year. And True Lies. Oh, man. Us. Yeah. There you um, go. So lots of competition. Yes. Lots of competition. Uh, a little bit about our director, Wong Kar Wai. He was born July 17th, 1958 in Shanghai, China. He's the youngest of three siblings, the son of a sailor and a housewife. Uh, his family emigrated to British-ruled Hong Kong in the early 60s to avoid sort of the impending Chinese Cultural Revolution that was happening, you know, mm-hmm. the, the period of time where they started, like, burning books and, and, you know, films and things like that. Not a great time. But uh, his two older siblings were supposed to come over a month after them, but the borders closed. 
So he would not see his two siblings for 10 years. Wow. It's fucked. Um, And then, of course, you know, now he's in this place where he, Cantonese is the language spoken. He's not fluent in it. So he really wasn't able to speak Cantonese fluently or communicate with people until his teens. So his childhood was incredibly lonely. Yeah, that really comes through in the melancholy. And also, too, the the way and rather infrequency of spoken lines as opposed to like in the mood for love probably a short short script on paper they, oh. they, there's a lot more just them like it's so much improv know, sniffing their shoulders <laughs> well and a lot of things said over over like oh like uh, yeah voiceover yeah, lots of voiceover same with chung king where it's uh it's a lot of it's like it's in your ear yeah it's you not know? a dialogue I, heavy thing i'm sure that if we had seen this in a theater it would have been way more evocative yeah. and probably way more powerful maybe a little stoned in a theater yeah. It feels like, yeah, it's like a, a drink you want to be on a tranquilizer for. Yeah, it's got a little, yeah, if you get, if you get kind of... Did I say a drink I want to be on? Yeah, no, I meant a movie. It's a drink you want to tranquilize yourself for. I've had those. No, yeah. I get that. I get what uh, you mean. You know what I mean. I know what the fuck you mean. Anyway, uh, lonely childhood. Um, but he and his mother basically had the same problem. And they mm. went to the movies a lot. And... He talked about like cinema for him. He's like, oh, that's a universal language. Yeah. It's, it's visual. It's, you know, it might be in another language literally, but I can understand what's going on. And, you know, it, the way he the way he communicates his messages kind of operate under that logic. Yeah. So, um, again, it's, it's just a really distinct style. And like, you know, you either, you love it or you or you don't. Yeah. Um, he went on. Grows up, um, goes to study graphic design at uh, the Hong Kong Polytechnic. He works in apprentices for a TV network called TVB. He begins working as a screenwriter, largely uncredited, you know, like a lot of small projects or supplementing other people's work. He said something like, I probably worked on like 50 different things uncredited. Um, He finds a mentor in Patrick Tam, who was a Hong Kong new wave director. Now, I'm not like deeply familiar with the Hong Kong new wave, but generally speaking, it started in about 1979. Patrick Tam was one of the key filmmakers of that period. Mm. So Wong Kar Wai finds a distinct and powerful voice, you know, to to go and and work for and with. And he helps him by writing the uh, screenplay for his film, Final Victory. Uh, and it's after that then he then goes on to start writing and directing his own films. Yeah. Uh, and just a quick rundown of those. Beginning in 1988, he starts with As Tears Go By. Then there's Days of Being Wild in 1990. Chunk Express. Ashes of Time, both in 1994. Fallen Angels in 1995. Happy Together, which is a really good movie. I love that one. Uh, check that out. That's in 97. That one's, that one's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend. Uh, in the Mood for Love in 2000. Fucking mm. great. Uh, 2046, which uh, in 2004, which is kind of like a, a successor to In the Mood for Love, like in a way it's yeah, it's right. Like they sort they, of they a did sequel. do some sort of se- right. There's a thread. There's a thread connecting. I, them. I yeah, the Chung King definitely feels like it's it's mm-hmm. it's setting foundation. Yeah. For you know yeah. him to to he's refining his his craft. Yeah. And then, no, and I, then you get In the Mood for Love, which is very uh, like opus. You know, yeah, so I don't know. It's like it's like uh, like Reservoir Dogs versus Inglorious Bastards. Well, you if you like Tarantino. If hey, also have. another thing. If you like it, you like it. You yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not everyone's cup of tea. But I'm sorry. I can't take away from either of those filmmakers' technical um, prowess. No, I mean, these are both people who clearly were raised loving cinema and care about it. Yeah. You know, and that's. There's a lot of people who work in this business Some who don't seem tours. to really care yeah. about 
cinema. I'm like, no, that's, yeah, exactly. Why are they, you here? They're some of the last auteurs in, in the sense that they they, they yeah. want to. They have distinct voices. They want they to want share to, a distinct yeah. voice. And they protect cinema. I mean, you know, you don't have to love Tarantino, but I, I can always kind of get people on like, you know, but he's a great preservationist. Yes. And he's done a lot of good work to make people re- be, remind people that like cinema matters and it means something for it to be on film yes like so um going to the movies as ritual like there's something it's, it's you know it's such a push-pull thing because obviously like the, you have the pandemic you have just like a lot of modern movie goers i mean people are being shitty in like broadway shows and i'm like well, of course no one's yeah going to be respectful in a movie like so yeah. many people aren't and, you know, I we live in L.A., so we have these wonderful boutique, cool, hip places. But, I but a lot of places don't have that. No, I completely I grew up in a place where we just had multiplexes. And believe me, I wouldn't want to go into a theater with a bunch of sick kids, you know, or something to see a movie. You yeah, know? like I, I totally get I think avoiding there's two, the theater. There's multiple schools of thought or there's there's separate visions and well, ideas of what the movie the going to be. That's OK. You can say it. Fuck them kids. I'm just saying, no. like, school is where a lot of transmission happens. And, you know. Yeah. No, we, and we you're know in a dark that. theater. There's always people coughing and oh, sniffling. And, God. Every, yeah, dude. We're all, yeah. Every play, too. So it's like not to get too tangential. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I'll just mention there are two other movies. Yes, that he made. yes, yes, um, yes. My Blueberry Nights in 2007 and The Grandmaster in 2013. Which gotcha. I have, like, no memory of those being discussed in I don't. Anyway. I don't either. I think that's... I mean that's on me. Um, no, it's on me too. But like I think too, like some some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As great of a filmmaker as he is, it's like yeah. that can fall under the radar almost like Almodovar. Yeah. You know, like he's been so Ugh. prolific, and every- and yet it's kind of every once in a while one pops up, and you're just like, oh, where's he been? It's like he he's literally made something. He makes something like every year. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, and in the '90s in Hong Kong, like. The, they were producing like 200 plus movies a year. Yeah. And so the fact that he's like knocking them out when it, it, he was just right there in the right time. And he has done yeah. a lot to keep Hong Kong cinema, keep it in the public eye, yeah. keep, keep it in discussion. You know, I think In the Mood for Love gave me an incredible window into like another style of living in the 60s. And it just and a lot of his films are really hung up on that era not all, but many, mm-hmm. you know, because again, that was that was the formative period for him coming over from China uh, and having to acclimate now to a place where he doesn't speak the language. And, you know, that's as a child, especially, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel it's a lot. I feel for him. It's a lot. Um, he's also done plenty of music videos, which mm. you can probably intuit from this movie. Like um, what? Per- uh, I didn't have to get a chance to write it. Oh, down. No. I'm sorry. I thought you were about to be like, he did no, this video. This I don't one. have any. That's okay. No, but um, like, I'm not surprised at all that he did. Just he did commercials, music videos, participate in anthologies. I'm sure he's done some other. I don't know why things. I get the vibe that he would have done like a Matchbox 20 music video, I mean, but I don't know if that's stupid. I mean, <laughs> there's like, just images of the 90s that are prevalent in his work and like lighting yeah. and composition well, i, I think like, about some of that like the, or an rem one like yeah i was just gonna say like the cocktail twins or something yeah. like it would be something like kind of cool and hip and dream poppy you know but yeah um, yeah what? absolutely uh let's see what? losing my religion type of <laughs> type of vibes but it was not him we weren't, we weren't fully like yeah discrediting whoever it was <laughs> I'm sorry. He could have done it. He could have. Um, we had mentioned the fact that this he's a filmmaker who often starts without a script and sort of relies on improvisation and instinct to mm-hmm. sort of write on, write in the moment. Um, so that means no rehearsals. 
no storyboards or any plans about where the camera's going to go. None of that. And I mean, I got to say, like, I would hate to work for somebody like that. I would be so frustrated all the fucking time. Yeah. But you know, again, creative process is well, different. Hey, for different. I mean, Elaine May, we literally just talked I know, about Ishtar. I know, I know. and so know. he's operating in a very similar way to Elaine May. Yeah, and, and and so it's interesting how this guy has a career, but yeah, and yeah. I'm still harping on that. I get it. I was telling Chelsea, dear listeners, that uh, I watched Me. Ishtar again, and I loved it like more the second time i would i wouldn't be opposed now to do a second viewing hearing that because it, it was because yeah. once i knew where i was going i'm like oh this is fun it's like, more you can enjoy so, the bits more because you already so you don't have to more. be so caught up in the story because yeah. it gets in the way of the funny it does trying all the heady plot stuff like oh we know the government oh the uh, infidel yeah. way okay communism way i know i know it, what, I is, think, what about these what about the guys yeah i think yeah. watching it a second time i i knew not to bother to pay attention i, I knew not yeah. to try to figure anything out just focus on the yeah. two guys and, and by doing that it was like god they're so funny yeah they're so goddamn funny the songs this are so is, funny this is also ishtar part two episode this is the ishtar part two episode cool anyway um we talked to death about his styles so we got it uh yes. influences scorsese antonioni hitchcock bertolucci pretty bertolucci pretty. for sure oh my god yeah yeah uh who is the best supporting player um, because they're all kind of supporting players. Well, they're all main. They're all main. Char- like the, the supporting the four characters. mains are the four mains. So of the supporting, I feel like I. I mean, I wrote, I, I literally wrote down the dad question mark. The dad. <laughs> he's one. That's one. I'd say um maybe the the giant Garfield. Okay. Well, I don't know. He's talking to inanimate objects, so th- I yeah. feel like their character. The I like the fish. The I gold. like the fi- deaf, deaf the fish. The fish. Deaf that them fish. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was just like. What? Who? Who was supporting? Like I was just trying. I like uh, a bartender. Or, you know what? No, that I, white guy. I like just the guy who walked by when he took when um the first protagonist cop has all those expired expiring cans. Yes, and then he tries to offer them. And yeah, I was like, it's gonna expire. <laughs> like, throws it at. It's great. That was a funny one. That it's was expired. Jerk. <laughs> you asshole. You trying asshole. to, what are you fucking, you trying trying to, to give kill me? me? I know. I know. Yeah. I don't want botulism. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it was too good for him. That was good. That was funny. I like that. That's like Discerning. reminds me of scary movie when she's like, here's a sandwich. I said money, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> would you watch this again um like it's a, i think it, I, it could potentially be like something on in the background type of deal but i also just i don't think so then though because i just really don't like california dreaming yeah i, I like really don't like that I, it depresses me i don't like the vibe i don't like that song i also don't like i don't like that overcast weather type of feeling and it felt kind of out of place for I wanted something breezier, and then then you have the cranberries, which but is then, breezier. But that's, but I also don't love also that's, the cranberries. I mean that song, it's just everywhere. It's every, but it, it also it immediately made me think of you've got mail, and I was just like, uh, it just it it evokes. I don't know. It's, it's like kind of it evokes nineties. It evokes like nineteen ninety four. Quite honestly, yeah. It just you know, it's a very it's very nineties. But no disrespect to cranberries fans. It's, it's like, I like the cover more. Like I think this the mm. the way it sounds sung in another language is more palatable. But also it. their their stuff. The the lady in the cranberries. Sorry to sorry to talk shit. No, I just, know she, she just says like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's a style. And then the oh, in your head. that's gotta yeah. be one of my top five least favorite songs as well. Why that's up there with California. Like California Dreaming and the Cranberries are in my top yeah, five like least favorite. That's fair. I mean, I don't understand. So it's just kind of zombie. Hmm. 
inexplicably zombie that's the name of it it gets played like people, so much people choose it for karaoke all I, the it time it's a long song it's and they very do, weird and they and never depressing. know the words yeah they they're only like they're know. staring at the, the, the screen really intense and then they're they can't do that weird yodel thing that no. i don't even like that that lady yeah. does so in your head yeah <laughs> so bad uh, i remember like going to karaoke at the parlor like over by groundlings and like uh-huh. one of the other like it was people like stage management whatever like we go do yeah. that like once a week working mm-hmm. the wednesday shift or whatever it was a karaoke night and then one of the other guys was working was starting to date this girl who's kind of moody Mm-mm. and like awkward and then she sang that song and just felt very like no like dates over like i don't know like all the rest of it like i was thinking you know everybody's doing like like i like big butts and all yeah, this other yeah. stuff and then this girl's like in your head she does a song about the troubles in northern ireland yeah <laughs> like, that's like, what that song is like, about rain like, and sad and with your guns and yeah, your guns, guns yeah. <laughs> and your guns and your guns oh my god such an ironically awful i mean it's not for karaoke yeah. it's not for karaoke choose something fun yeah choose something fun and then you know the damn words too yeah like i really i just think like the the farthest <sighs> transgression of of like yeah. karaoke um like etiquette yes. that i'll concede to yes, is like um what's that song oh fuck total eclipse of the heart has a really long instrumental break it's a long song but it's it's just at that line of like still like gets the mood going because everybody loves the turn around bright every now and then i fall you're like okay there's there's just enough heat in it that i can i can like i can i can i can almost look past the fact that this is a greedy fucking person yeah. when everybody we're all putting in three two to three minute songs yep. and this person's putting in a six minute or like a five minute song yeah greedy motherfucker it happens i mean it it yeah there's like things you can choose but some are, songs are fine yeah some songs are worth the length they're bohemian rhapsody you know it's a longer song you need help with that though but yeah you like, have to don't you have go to up be alone hype. well you got to be hyping the you need to be engaged with the crowd yeah or actually it is really funny to imagine somebody who's very like <laughs> they will not let you go let me go he's yeah. like frozen with them nathan fielder would be he's, he's he would make all those songs too. he could he would he'd stand tall with it i would i would enjoy watching him sing california dream all the leaves are brown <laughs> dude's like ruling the world diving in a swimming pool full of yeah. money right now we, no, he's he's probably drawing maps and Pepe Silvia things for all the seasons, uh, yeah. one through one hundred of of the rehearsal. No, he's probably working. Yeah, probably working. But yeah, enjoying that nice development deal. On yeah, HBO. I think good for him. Good for him. Good for him. I love Nathan. I'm you know. Yeah. I say it openly. I'm oh, not for the sure. No, not the great. only one. Everyone's thirsty for him now. I mean, is, and also too, I'm gonna attempt to shoehorn a connection of Please. the fact that I think that. Um, a lot of the the vibes and uh, existential dwellings and the the desire for connection and loneliness and in the rehearsal, yeah, yeah. very re- very relevant theme, like a crossover of themes. You could yes. you could write a paper. Mm-hmm. I think you could write a five page MLA format. You know, Jane Schaefer. <laughs> oh my God, uh, MLA at paper. I haven't heard that those letters together that way you know, in a long time. I could imp- you could impress your AP English teacher. Yeah. I uh, I prefer Chicago style, just like my hot dogs. I never got I never got just like my pizzas. No, I I've never <laughs> I never did Chicago. Style. Everybody was always MLA. 
Thank you for listening. Please, 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 please write us a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, all that shit. Yeah, dude. Do it. Do it. Uh, really, Do it. really appreciate all your precious little earballs. Be safe. It's a new year. Yeah, don't. It doesn't have to be a new you, though. Doesn't it? No. Don't ever change. Don't change. We love you just the way you are. Yay. Bye.